I'm going to preach a short sermon, and we're going to have one last prayer time together with our families. I just want to talk to you briefly today about prophetic parenting and the importance of being a parent that's tuned in the voice of God, who speaks God's identity and destiny over our children. Andy Stanley, pastor, said, the greatest thing some people will ever do is not something they do, but someone they raise. Luke 1, starting in verse 57, it says, When the time came for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. This is Elizabeth, who is Zachariah's wife, who just a few verses earlier says they were very old and well advanced in years. And he was a priest and he was serving in the temple and an angel appeared and said, your prayer has been heard. And God is going to give you a child through your wife. And you're going to have a son and you're going to name him John. And he's going to be very great in the sight of the Lord. And he's going to lead people to the Lord. He's going to prepare the way for the Lord. He's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And he gives him instructions on how to raise this child. He says he's not to drink wine or any other fermented drink. He gives them instructions, right? And Zachariah says, how will this be? We're old. (laughs) When people were sharing their stories up here today and they were prophesying over you, and some of you were like, oh, I would really like for that to be true to me, for me, but how will this be? I'm old. How will this be? You know, I'm not in a good situation. How will this be for me? That's called unbelief. The Lord can do whatever he wants. All things are possible for those who believe. And so John did not believe him. John had unbelief. And the angel said, because you don't believe me, you're gonna, your mouth's going to be shut until the time comes for the baby to be born. And so he could not speak, literally could not speak until the time came for John to be born. And so jumping down to, uh, jumping back into the scriptures here in verse uh, 59, it says, so, so, so about 10 months later after that, the baby is born. His name is John. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. They. Isn't that Who are they? Right? They say, you know, it's going to be an early spring this year. They say the economy is tanking. They, who are they, right? They were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother, his mother spoke up and said, no. He's to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relatives who have that name. They are putting pressure on the parents of this child not to name him what God said to name him. Not to call him as one, as one whom God calls, but to name him after the way the world names people. And the way the world names things. That's what they were saying. They were probably other families, friends, and relatives. Peer pressure. But it says this. Then they made signs to his father because he couldn't talk because he didn't believe. To find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet. To everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. 
We are going to call this child what the Lord said to call them because when you call them by their, their true identity, you are calling them into their calling. And so we're going to call him John. That's what God said to call him. All the neighbors, I'm sorry, immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was set free and he began to speak, praising God. So when Zachariah, though he started in unbelief, God has grace. And I bet you as he saw that belly growing, his faith was increasing, right? Okay, I believe it now. Can I talk now? Nope, still not. All right. And so his faith is increasing. But when he finally comes into agreement with what the Lord said over his child, then his mouth is opened and he praises God all the more. Parents, your mouths need to be opened to call your children what God calls them, to tell them who they are. And so his mouth is opened. His tongue set free and he began to speak, praising God. It says, all the neighbors were filled with awe and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard it, heard this wonder, wonder, oh, I'm sorry. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, what then is this child going to be? Hmm. You ever hold a little baby and you're just like, oh, they're so cute. And you're like, what is this child going to grow up to be? What is their destiny? They have a great calling. And parents, what you call them when they're little will oftentimes influence if they step into that calling and that prophetic destiny. And so they're wondering, they know who the child is now, but they're wondering what's he going to be? What's his destiny? For the Lord's hand was with him. Zechariah then it says, verse 67, his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit <laughs> and prophesied. And in my Bible, the heading of this says, Zechariah's song. This is what he prophesied. And this is, he's singing this over John, his son, as a baby at eight days old. His father, Zechariah, said, sang this song. Praise be the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He's raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore on uh, to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, listen to this directly to him. And you, my child, you will be called a prophet of the most high for you will go on before the Lord to prepare a way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in the darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet in the path of peace. This is who you are going to be, my child, a prophet of the most high God who will proclaim the works of God, who will prepare the way for people to know Jesus. And you may not have had an angelic visitation that told you the exact name of your children. You may not know specifically what they're going to do when they grow up as a vocation, but I'm telling you, all sons and daughters of God are called to prophesy because God says, when I pour out my 
spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. They will tell the world who Jesus is. I don't care if they're a nurse. I don't care if they're a doctor. This is what they are going to do. This is their prophetic destiny. Their identity is as a son or daughter of God. So what are you calling your children? Do you know what their destiny is meant to be? Are you, listen to me, is unbelief keeping your mouth shut? Because parents, if your mouth stays shut over your children, you will allow the world to tell them who they are. You will allow the world to disciple them in the things of the world instead of the things of God. And they will not step into that prophetic destiny. God wants to open your mouths today to prophesy over your families, to speak encouragement, to speak the truth of scripture over them, to tell them who they are. That's what he wants to do today. And we're going to have a little exercise as we close our service where you're going to do it today before we leave this room because you need to get used to doing this in your families This isn't something you do once. Like Old Testament, Old Covenant was, I'm going to wait till I'm about to die, and I'm on my deathbed, and I'm like, bring them in, and I'll bless them. And they finally bless them. No. New Covenant is this right here. I'm getting a word from God, and I'm going to start telling you who you are from the time you before you're born, when you're eight days old, and every day after this. And it struck me that this was a song Zachariah wrote. And he's singing this over John as he grows up to the point that this is in the book of Luke. So when Luke, Luke was probably written the book of Luke about 30 years after John was gone from the earth. And so everybody still remembered the song enough that Luke could write it down, which means this. Zechariah didn't just sing it one time over him. He sang it over him often. This is your song, my boy, and you, my child. This is who you are. You're a prophet of the Most High God, and you're going to grow up, and you're going to tell people about Jesus, and you're going to prepare the way. That's who you are over and over and over and over and over and over to the point where John knew his song. Do your kids know what their song is? Do they know who they are? It's gonna, it says, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit, and was able to sing his song over, the, over John. Zechariah was in the temple when he had the angelic visitation. A, a prophetic parent who spent time in God's presence. And began to get a vision and discernment for who his child is. And then began to say, I don't care what you call yourself. I don't care what the world's calling you. This is who you are. This is what God calls you. You're my son or daughter. I love you. I'm pleased with you. There's nothing you could ever do that could make me stop loving you, but I want you to do what God's purpose is for you and your generation, and it's to be his prophet, a prophetess of the Most High God, and to tell people about Jesus and prepare the way for him. I wrote this in my notes. If we want to see revival in this nation, then we need to raise up a generation of children who are filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb, whom we take great joy and delight in, because God said, you're going to take great joy and delight in John. Loving them well, whom we as parents name and call by their spiritual identity, which will call them into their prophetic destiny. I'm going to read it one more time. 
And if the band wants to go ahead and come on back up, this might be the shortest sermon I have ever preached in my life. Praise the Lord Jesus. We are getting you out of here on time. Let's go. (laughs) If we want to see revival in this nation, then we need to raise up a generation of children who are filled with the spirit from the womb, whom we take great joy and delight in, loving them well, whom we as parents name and call by their spiritual identity, which will call them into their prophetic destiny. Man, I had a lot of stories I was going to share how we've done this in our family, but I'm going to jump to this. God's opening your mouths today, parents. If your kids are in this room, and we're going to do this today as we close. God wants you to begin blessing your children. So we've, what have we done today? We've talked about repenting to your children, which you need to do. Okay, we've we've talked about uh, kids receiving words from the Holy Spirit, teaching and training them how to hear God's voice. Right. Prayer times as families where we do that. And now we're going to bless our kids. And here's here's what I want to encourage you to do as parents. Our last child, Esme, she's four years old now. Um, She probably got more prayer from the beginning than any of our kids because my wife and I were maturing in the faith and going, oh, we need to do this from the time we know you're pregnant. From the time we knew she was pregnant, I laid my hand on my wife's tummy every night and said, Lord, fill this one with the Holy Spirit. Lord, get her ready to serve you. God, save her from an early age. Fill her with the Holy Spirit from an early age. And I'm here to tell you, this little one here, and by the way, we, picked, we prayed about all their names, and they're all prophetic, and I don't have time to go into it, but hers means beloved. And she just loved. And uh, all their names have meaning. They're all beautiful and amazing, and they're all different. And God's showing me what, what each one of them is, and, and we're prophesying that over them. And so Esme uh, is growing up, and when she was uh, three, we were doing a prayer night as a family uh, there for a while. Every Friday night, we were marching around our house seven times and uh, just praying. And uh, this is after uh, I received the gift of tongues, and I'd, I would pray in tongues. For I said, I'm just going to pray in tongues for the first lap, and then we'll all start just praying random popcorn prayers. They're like, okay, Dad. And so we're doing this, and, and then we'd start into the popcorn prayers, and we'd coach them on that. And we're renouncing the enemy, and we're asking God to come, and we're repenting, and we're doing all that stuff. And uh, it, was, it was a really fun time. We put on the armor of God and we, but when we were done. And then we're like, all right, now let's enjoy our weekend. And part of the reason we did that is because we knew the enemy would attack our weekends. Uh, because he hates your joy as a family and he hates your rest as a family. And he wants to steal the times of joy. And, and so we had experienced a lot of spiritual attack on the weekends when we're trying to just have fun and enjoy each other. And so we started doing that. And what do you know? It worked. And so we were, we were doing that. And we were like third weekend or something. We were getting ready to do it. And so they're kind of getting used to it. And Maymay walks up. We call her Maymay. She walks up to me, three years old. And she goes, Daddy, I speak in the tongues. <laughs> I go, What? And she goes, yeah, I speak in the tongues. I got a word. And I go, what? I go, you do. Tell me what it is. She goes, it's macanute. And I'm like, ooh, I felt that. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I don't know what that means, but cool. That sounds like a word, you know? And I'm like, macanute. That's awesome. And I, I have a journal that I keep, and I, I wrote that in her, under her entry. And so I said, how did you get that? She said, I hear it in my mind. And I was like, okay, all right, Macanute. So as we're marching around the house, I'm just praying in my prayer language, and all our other kids are going, Macanute, Macanute, Macanute. <laughs> it was awesome. 
And then it was like a few months ago, she's turned four now, and, and uh, she had a dream, and she told her mom one night, and I don't have time to go into it, but it was a prophetic dream, and her, her mom interprets dreams, and her mom was like, I think this dream's mean this, and I was like, oh my gosh, and I'm tearing up. Three and four years old, being filled with the Holy Spirit. I have another friend who's a prophetic musician, and she was filled radically with the Holy Spirit at like five years old, received her own prayer language, all this stuff. Why am I telling you that? Because that's what's possible. You need to be praying over your kids from the womb. They can be filled with the Holy Spirit, saved from a very, 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 very young age. You get the Holy Spirit in there, convicting them, training them up, discipling them. Man, it'll make your parenting a whole lot easier, right? You're not alone in this. And so God's going to open your mouths today. And here's what we're going to do. You're going to bless your children before you leave today. If you have your children with you, um, if you're by yourself or don't have your family, just intercede for them and pray for them during this time and bless your family. Even if relations aren't good in your family, Bible says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, bless those who curse you. So you can do this. Okay. And so parents, uh, as best you can grab your kids and you're going to bless them. It's very simple. You can say, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Um, As the Lord gives you specific things to pray over them, you're just praying over them, okay? And I will say this, lay your hands on each one and say, I pray that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been praying that the Lord would fill kids with the Holy Spirit today through the laying on of hands and prayers from their parents. Um, Last time we did a prayer time like this with families, we had husbands pray over wives and stuff, and I had a young, uh, young man come up to me and go, wow, this is amazing. I've never prayed over my wife before. And I was like, wow, that's so awesome. And then later on, I was like, oh, that's not good. (laughs) But that's why we do this in church. This is church, right? This is where we should be learning. We're equipping you today. So bless them, bless them, bless them, right? And so go ahead, do it right now. Start doing it right now. My family and I are going to do this later today uh, because obviously I'm up here. And uh, But go ahead and do this with your family. We do this kind of thing at our house on a regular basis. So grab your kids, just start praying over them and just bless them. And listen as you're praying and see what the Lord gives you for each one. Start blessing your children. Pray they're filled with the Holy Spirit.